Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. Taking your calls and your questions, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're taking your calls and your questions, jumping into. The Things of the Lord today, live on the radio, listening here on Grace FM. If you're listening on Hope FM or Truth FM, if you're listening to an archive or to a podcast, uh, you know, especially Hope FM and Truth FM, you guys get the program one week delayed. But you can call during the show, a live person will answer and take your questions. You just won't hear it live, you won't hear it on your radio station till next week. And here on Grace FM, all throughout uh, from Cheyenne, Wyoming, down to Colorado Springs, Colorado, you can hear Calvary Live and call us directly, and you'll be on the air, 303-690-3000. And we also have a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. So I got a few things to share with you uh, until we get some calls, so give me a call. And we, we've got a few things to cover. First of all, I just came back from uh, California. I flew out to California Sunday after service and had the privilege of attending the final night of the 30th anniversary of the Harvest Crusades with Pastor Greg Laurie. Uh, and what a glorious time it was. I, I, was, uh, I think this go-around, there was 100,000 people that came out to the Anaheim Stadium there and almost 9,000 there, not including anyone online. This is just in person. 9,000 people made a profession of faith uh, at the invitation. And I was just such so blessed to be there. Uh, when I lived in California, we went to the Harvest Crusades all the time. Uh, we rallied to serve there. We took people with us. Uh, as a matter of fact, a friend of mine, Jack, the brother that invited me to church, uh, used to have a picnic and he would provide the best food and the best time of a picnic in the in the early afternoon. The only requirement that that he asked of was that if you came to the picnic, that you went to the Harvest Crusade. And a few of my friends uh, ended up getting saved. You know, because people, uh, you know, I got a lot of things to think through as we're talking about this. But people say that uh, that kind of evangelism doesn't work. Those aren't real believers. Uh, altar calls are not from the Lord, and I say nonsense. How it's so ridiculous! I just don't understand why people are critical uh, instead of taking all that energy and preaching the gospel. Um, that that type of evangelism is is something that God uses one hundred percent. And people that make a profession of faith or respond to the to an altar call or to an invitation, whatever you want to call it, that those are real. Those are real responses. And now, don't misunderstand me, I'm not saying that everyone is a real response, but I'm also not saying, oh, no, no, God doesn't save that way, that's just not from God, and ridiculousness, it's just not, I don't, I don't even know why you take that position, I don't know why you'd be so critical 
I, I, there were guys, you know, I took a picture. I, I ended up not posting it because I didn't want to give these guys any credit, but I took some pictures of the guys that were there protesting, uh, calling out Greg Laurie as a false teacher. And we sat there to listen to them. There was guys already arguing with them, so didn't really get involved in the conversation. But they were just out there in left field, uh, completely out there in left field theologically, not at all representing the scriptures or the heart of God. But I was very blessed to see the response literally lives being changed uh, by the simple presentation of the gospel. Phil Wickham was there, Chris Tomlin was there, and of course music is a draw, and there's nothing wrong with using music as a draw uh, to preach the gospel. Um, And it was just so encouraged. Marie and I, when we were saved, we actually went to the second ever Harvest Crusade. Uh, It wasn't even in Anaheim Stadium back then, it was at the Pacific Amphitheater which I think has changed its name by now. Uh, but we went to the second one, and then we had some friends get saved, and God does great work. So I was there. We were there actually to go out and uh, do some video shots at my my home church because our 20th year of anniversary is coming up here at Calvary Church, and I responded to an altar call, literally walked down the aisle. We, did, we got video of the church and the building and the, the sanctuary and we got to uh, get, you know, kind of share the story because Calvary Church isn't just some isolated church that popped up on a corner. Uh, the Calvary Chapel Aurora is a church that has a, a long history to it uh, and is part of a broader work of God on the earth today. So uh, I also got to go to the Cal- Calvary Chapel Bible College and I was able to share at the very first night of the incoming students there, encouraging them in their step of faith. Uh, so. Uh, good to be back, though. It was a whirlwind, whirlwind trip, uh, but it was it's good to be back and good to be back in the pulpit yesterday. One more thing. I see there's uh, one person online. Uh, we'll get to you in a second, but uh, we got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. So I'm teaching in the book of Daniel on Wednesday nights, and we were in chapter 2 yesterday, finishing the chapter, and I made a mistake in my teaching. And, and I made a mistake. It wasn't a theological mistake, but it was a substantive mistake. Uh, as I opened up in verse 24 uh, and read the first few verses, for some reason in my mind, I had concluded that God had yet to reveal the dream to Daniel at that stage in the text. In actuality, he did get the revelation of the dream back when he was praying with his friends. And, and so I made a mistake in the teaching. And here's how we handle those things here. One is uh, I'm, I, I am going to clear it up with the, with the group. Uh, well, first of all, we're going to edit the teaching so that that error isn't perpetuated. So we're going to literally edit the, the, the video and edit the audio so that when people listen to the archive or it's aired on the radio, we will not perpetuate that error, number one. Number two, in our next Wednesday gathering, when I pick up in chapter three of Daniel, I'm going to address the group there and tell them of the mistake. I'm going to explain the mistake to them, and I'm going to give them the more accurate. uh, It's really not going to take that long, It's because it wasn't a theological mistake where I'm going to have to spend the whole time explaining it, but I am going to explain the mistake that I made, what I said, what, what the text actually says, because if you look back in chapter two, verse 19, that's when the revelation of the dream and its interpretation was actually given to Daniel. So by the time Daniel's standing before the king, he actually did know what he was going to say. And so I made a mistake 
and I'll correct it, and then we'll move on. And I want the church, and even you, you probably weren't there last night, but I want even you to know that pastors make mistakes. Um, and even if we, you know, even if we make a huge doctrinal mistake, we've got to correct them. We don't just sweep it under the rug and pretend it didn't happen. Just correct it uh, and let people know the corrected, uh, the, what, what the corrected teaching should be, and then move on. And that's what we're going to do. So if you've made a mistake recently or, you know, you think maybe it's so big that you can't recover or maybe your home Bible study teacher or a Sunday school teacher and you made a mistake in your teaching, just admit it, correct it, and move on. And, you know, I even spent, I still haven't isolated where I made the mistake exactly. It's not in my notes, so I, it's not like I studied incorrectly. It was something that I brought up in teaching. So uh, I, I was, I spent an because of my travels, we flew in and came right to the church, and I spent about a half hour actually reviewing that message before I went in. So I'm still trying to, to figure out how I made that mistake, but I want to avoid it in the future. Uh, so when you do hear the message, it'll take a couple of days, I'm sure, for the guys to edit it, but um, that, that kind of stuff happens. And the best thing to do is just admit your mistakes, correct them, and move forward whatever they might be. 303-690-3000. JJ is calling from Denver, Colorado. JJ, welcome to the program. Hi. Um, I hope you can hear me okay. Uh, your screen had a hard time today, but Okay. One of the things I was wondering is, um, we always are taught, you know, don't worship, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. And not to make money on idols, but as a self-employed entrepreneur, I feel like I'm like more aware of this, and I worry about money all the time because it is my business, and I have a hard time trusting. Like I feel like okay, I got to be able to let guy handle my business, but then I still say, ah, you know, am I doing enough, or my sales aren't up, or you know, things like that. So I guess my question is. How do you let go of these idols or these things that, you know, we tend to cling to so much because, I mean, obviously we need money to pay our bills and to pay for groceries, pay for our rent and things like that. So it's always something that we have to deal with. And when we feel like we're in this maybe a season of lack or a season of difficulty, I feel like... I worry about it. I think about it too much. I'm not trusting God enough. And I'm having a hard time, I guess, reconciling the idea of am I worshiping money too much because I worry about it so much and I have a hard time trusting God. Well, I th- first of all, I think that as you identify some challenge in your life like you are right now, this is the very beginning of the work of God. And so that's really good that you're seeing these things and that you're talking about them and that you're admitting them because it's very hard to be idolatrous when you're admitting them and actually wanting to change because God is wanting change as well. But when I hear a question like this, whether it's money or people or possessions, or I think of the power of abiding. Abiding is such an important position in our lives. You remember in John chapter 15, we have instruction from Jesus himself about abiding in him, about resting in him, about dwelling in him, about drawing on the resources of Jesus Christ. Because even 
stressing over money and stressing over idolatry can actually become an idol as well. You can you can actually create layers of idolatry trying to get out of idolatry. But when you renounce a sin and when you renounce and repent from a particular behavior, it places you in a position where you can draw down on the resources of God. For example, you know, you think of you, you let me let me see if I can't re cast this problem and you say well I'm thirsty all the time Ed and all I'm worried about is getting a drink and I'm worried about if I can get enough drink and I'm worried about if I can hydrate enough and and I'm not sure and I I I want water and so I get a water when I get water I drink a lot of it and I'm not sure if I should drink water and I'm not and before you know it you're so obsessed over water that you're and you're obsessed about um, whether you get enough or don't get enough that it's come between you and the Lord but I remember Jesus telling us that if we're going to spend any of our energy, we're, we're to spend it this way. This is the plate piece. This is the place of abiding. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these things will be added unto you. And, you know, you have different things you're dealing with. You're not just dealing with money, but you're dealing with fear, anxiety. You're dealing with the reality of trust and faith. And all of those come. All of those come through abiding in Christ. So here's what, I, here's what I would say. I would say that you could take out your Bible and begin to meditate on John chapter 15. Uh, if you start meditating and just kind of praying through John 15, I believe the Holy Spirit will encourage you, will strengthen you, and begin to teach you what it means to rely upon Him and His resources. And then one thing, one other thing, JJ, email me. And I will send you a link to a resource that's really helped me. I'll actually send you a link to two resources. One is a book called Why Grace Changes Everything. And the other is a book called Sidetracked in the Wilderness. And it really speaks to the besetting sins in our lives and the need for our response of abiding. Great stuff. Thanks for calling. 303-690-3000. Rudy is also in Denver, Colorado. Rudy, welcome to the program. Hey, Rudy, you're on the air. All right, I think we lost Rudy on line two. But he has a prayer request for his wife's pregnancy test she's taking tomorrow. They've had uh, trouble getting pregnant and have experienced miscarriages. So, Father, I do pray for this appointment tomorrow with Rudy and his wife. I pray for that baby to be conceived and firmly rooted in the womb in the uterus, all the thing, technical words, uh, I'm not so sure about, but God, I know that it's been hard for them. Uh, the miscarriages have been um, significant blows on their on their lives and their hearts, and and so we pray for this test that the information that's revealed would lead to great joy. In Jesus' name, Amen, Amen. All right, wide open lines, 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000. Give me a call because all lines are completely wide open. So check this out. We have a special ministry conference coming up here at Calvary Church that we want to remind you of. It is called Refresh, and we've done it since 2010. And it is a regional 
ministry conference for everyone that serves, pastors and their wives, elders, leaders, deacons, servants, Sunday school teachers. And this year we've got a very special guest. We are flying out Passion Worship. Many of you would be are very familiar with Passion Worship because you sing their songs in your church. Passion is Passion Worship team, Christian Stanfield and the group is coming out October 4th and 5th here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado. We want you to register online. The first few hundred people that register are going to get a special, valuable gift. Uh, It is not some little trinket, but something that's useful. We're not going to tell you what it is. I don't think they're saying what it is. got to show up to come. So the first, I think the first 600 people that register are going to get a free gift. There's an early bird registration, so go to our website. We're still using the old uh, old website online, calvaryaurora.org, calvaryaurora.org slash refresh, calvaryaurora.org slash refresh. Passion Worship is coming to, ten, to Denver, Colorado, and you are invited. It's also a ministry conference. We've got a few things in store. Pastor Al Pittman will be teaching. Pastor Jimmy Humphreys will be teaching. I'll be teaching Friday night, so we will have instruction in the Word. We'll be It's just basically to come together and be refreshed. That That is the sum of why we do this, and it's the conference that's not a conference. And so we're not going to slam you with Bible studies all day, uh, but rather we're going to gather together for prayer, for encouragement, for the joy of the Lord. We're going to be in a place where believers of all stripes, Baptists, EV Free, um, Pentecostals, whatever, Calvary Chapelites, it doesn't matter. If you follow Jesus Christ, we want you here. CalvaryAurora.org slash refresh. Uh, it's the big emphasis this year. We're doing it different. We try to do something different every year. This this year, it's worship. We want to we want to passionately run into the throne room of God. And so we are flying out the passion worship team. Strangely enough, uh, if if you want to call it strange, but that last night on this last Sunday night when we flew out to re, to the Harvest Crusade. The very first band that was on stage leading in worship was Passion. So they were there, and uh, it was great. Very encouraging. So come on out. You are invited. I don't care what church you go to. Uh, it doesn't matter where you serve in the body. Uh, space is limited, and and so we want you to sign up early uh, so we know how many people to expect. The cost is very low for a conference this of this magnitude. <clears throat> the, the church here subsidizes a lot of... Uh, Grace FM is subsidizing a lot of the conference because we want to make it affordable. We want to make it reachable. Uh, We want you to be here. We don't want money to be an issue. We want to invest in your life. So come on out. Refresh is October 5th, Friday night and Saturday morning. And we're bringing out Passion Worship from Atlanta, Georgia. They'll be leading us all weekend uh, for the whole conference, I should say. And, And we'll be together studying the word and encouraged and enjoying that time. 303-690-3000. Dave is calling from Conifer, Colorado. Dave, welcome to the program. Thanks, Ed. I, I just wanted to call him the praise report. Um, okay. I'm not going to give the our name of our church or the name of our event because I want the glory to go to God. But okay. last week I called in because we have this firewood ministry, and once a year we get together as a community and we um, split wood and give it away to families in need. I mean, last year we gave away 127 cords of woods to uh, various families in the mountains that are struggling to put food on the table or heat their homes. And so the event cost about, I don't know, $5,500 to throw, and I was, I'm yes. in charge of fundraising. I was about $1,500 short with two weeks to go. So 
so I called in and asked, uh, I think Pastor Jason was on uh, hosting the show, and asked okay. for a prayer, um, and he uh, he prayed over it. And uh, this past week, it's, just, it's, it's marvelous to see what happened, what God did. I mean, it happened in a way I, I didn't under, didn't expect. I mean, it, it didn't come as one check. It was, you know, the T-shirt company. I called them and asked if they could do anything. They lowered the cost by two dollars each, which saves us about four hundred dollars. Um, right. I, uh, you know, people from church donated on Sunday. Besides their tithe, they gave an extra offering towards this wood ministry. Um, I had a That's sponsor great. that uh, had told me he couldn't afford to do it. He called me back up. He goes, you know what? I really want to be a part of this. So. He, he sponsors something. I had a sign company that con- contacted me and said, hey, we'd be willing to do signs at half the cost. So through all those different moves in, in God's working, uh, I'm within $100 of getting what we need to be able to throw this event, and I have no doubt within the next week I'm going to find that $100, if not more. So I, wanted, <laughs> okay, here, I just wanted to so give, you- ask for a, praise, or a, a prayer of thanks and, and, and glorify God, because it's, it's really great to see Him work in this Okay, here's here's uh, we're gonna pray and give him glory, and then I'm gonna th- I'll throw in the final hundred dollars, and so you're at the, <laughs> you're there. So we'll you're we'll, awesome. we'll you're make awesome. sure that you hit you hit your your goal and uh, give that wood away in Jesus' name. And what I'll do is I'll have um I'll have uh, Kevin take take your information after we're finished with the call, and then we'll okay. check out to you, and um, you'll get your event done, and the wood will go out in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, Ed. Father, I thank you, and we give you glory for the the the, the joy of uh, these the resources coming in. A little here, a little there, but together the body of Christ uh, it comes together, and people will have warm homes. And we don't, you know, most of us we go down to the store and we buy a couple cords of wood, um, but most, some people can't. And so I'm grateful you would put it on the hearts of of those that, like Dave, would say, "No, we want to provide this." And we're going to provide it, and we're going to trust you, God, for it. So thank you for your provision, and may each one of these pieces of wood be given out in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ed. Thanks so much. Hey, let me let me share a couple things with you, okay? Uh, sure. Because I think you'll be encouraged. One thing we do here at our church, we have a brother in our church that heads up this corn-picking uh, event that he does. He works for a large corn seed company. And uh-huh. he has found a person that donated one acre of wood, uh, excuse me, one acre of land. Uh, his company donates all the fertilizer and everything and all the seeds. And so the farmer farms the acre, the company provides all the resources, and then we, along with this brother, provide all the labor to go in and pick that and bag it and put it on a truck. And then it goes, all that, all that acre of corn goes to the food bank of the Rockies. Fresh, wow. good, tasty corn. And every year, corn. every year, he get, it gets bigger and bigger. And every year, uh, he always has... Because I, I have to say, I have to say, the first year he came, I'm like, what? We're going to do what? We're going to have a corn picking event? <laughs> and um, yeah. and ex- not only did we do it, but it's, been, it's become something that families look forward to because they can take some home themselves and all that. So that's one thing. And, and another thing that we did this year for the second time but we did it a little differently this year. We we took a, a big water bottle, you know, those big five-gallon water bottles? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and we put a little sticker on it, and we called it Change for Change. And so we asked our church to bring their loose change in. 
Uh, it didn't matter if it was from their ashtray, was uh, from their car, from their little bottle Ouch. on the side of their bed. Um, didn't matter. Just bring it in. And it didn't matter if you brought a quarter in, a penny in. Uh, if the kids brought it from their bank, their piggy bank, just bring it in for a month. And the goal this year was to take those, take that money and, and, uh, and put on a free conference because we had a short-term mission trip this year to the Philippines and the vision of the leaders wanted to put on a free ministry conference. And that meant hotel, food, lodging or lodging, food, airline tickets, round trip from where they're coming in the Philippines for, I think it was three days to just wow. give them and their families. We ended up serving over 65 people. And by the way, the, just those little, just that little bit of um, change, uh, we ended up bringing in like $15,000 worth of change. Wow. And, wow. And you think about a penny here and a quarter there and, and you know, the kids were doing it. The Sunday school was doing it. Um, I brought in all my change. And considering that we don't use paper money all that much, um, I, I and I just – and so they put the conference on. We got great feedback. It was unbelievable. They're thinking about doing something bigger next year. And, and so the point I'm making for you and for everyone else is that when everyone chips in, sometimes we think what we have to offer isn't much. And right. that's not true. It's the best that you can do. And so to me, that's a lot. That's not a little. And, you know, so somebody brought in five pennies and somebody brought in 10 quarters. It doesn't really matter. It all goes in the same pot. We count it and it goes to, to ministry. And so whoever gave to this, whether it's large or small, the Lord is using it. And now homes are going to be, um, homes are going to be warmed and things are going to be taken care of because of all your work. Yeah, and it's and it's not just our church; it's the community. And we had last year 233 volunteers. Uh, we had four different churches in the region represented, and every year it's just getting bigger. And this is our tenth tenth year of doing it, so it's kind of oh, a big deal yeah. that we you know really do it big. And uh, and God has been blessing Good. us through this ministry. I mean, it's, it's not the only ministry to do, but it is one we always look forward to. And it's a year round, but we do this yes. one event uh, for four hours in the day. We split last year 64 cords of wood in one day. We're like three cords every 15 minutes. And then, you know, throughout the year, we harvest it, and we have people that come down on Saturdays and volunteer split, and people that deliver it. And uh, it's, it's just a, it's a nice thing to see as an outreach to the community, because it doesn't just go to the people of our church. It goes to anybody in the community who has a true need. And, uh, that's right. And we're, we're drawing people, you know, towards God by, by serving and by loving our neighbors. No, that's fantastic. So don't, don't hang up. Let Kevin get your info, and then we'll shoot that last. You're over the top. We'll shoot that last check to you. Thanks, man. 303-690-3000 is the number. And I, I was looking at, um, we're on Abounding Grace in the future here. We're going to be talking about giving. And so I was looking ahead to, to answer some questions, how uh, to answer some questions on the topic of giving. And, you know, God intended for us to give. God intended, us to us, intended for us to participate. God intended for us to honor him with the first fruits of our increase, to be a part of what he's doing on the earth today. And what a joy and honor. I think of Grace FM, all you guys giving a little here and a little there. It adds up, and, and we need it to add up in order to pay all the behind-the-scenes bills. Uh, if you want to give to Grace FM directly, uh, go ahead and go to our website, gracefm.com. You can set up a recurring gift. You can do a one-time gift. 
You can also give to Abounding Grace at gracefm.com. That's our radio teaching broadcast that flows out of the church here. Grace FM is a listener-supported station. It is a church-run station. It's not a corporation. It's not a multinational corporation. It's a a little church radio station. And as is you're listening, whatever station you're hearing this on is the same. So when I ask for support for Grace FM, I'm primarily asking for support from those that are in Colorado. Um, And then if you're listening to this on a different station, then support your local Christian radio. We're coming up on the first and only break of the program. The number to dial with open lines is 303-690-3000, taking your calls and your questions. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, and uh, we're celebrating 20 years this year. Unbelievable uh, what God has done and continues to do. Great to be a small part of the big work that God's doing in this city. Amen to that. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. Taking your calls and your questions 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 Hey, we got wide open lines, so give me a call 303-690-3000 Text me 720-336-0897 We've got a text question here coming in Pray for me and my husband to adopt our great nephew and people to donate to the GoFund and PayPal. So, Father, we pray for this adoption. Uh, it is, I'm sure, a very big challenge, uh, a great need, and there's financial needs for it. So we pray that you would provide for this adoption, that it would go through according to your will, and that you would provide for their needs according to your riches in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for families that have a heart to adopt, and I pray that that would only continue in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here we got another one here. Pray for my granddaughter. I'm not going to mention the name. Six years old. Keeps getting in trouble at school. Not being obedient. Uh, Well, my heart goes out to this little girl and this grandma because I was that kid. Um, From kindergarten all the way through high school, I was always in trouble. I I remember specifically in junior high, uh, Mrs. Cheryl uh, was our guidance counselor. She eventually just put a chair in her office uh, that was dedicated to me because I was in there at least once a week and they just didn't know what to do with me. And my parents didn't know what to do with me. And God was very gracious and merciful to allow me to get to the age of 23 um, without completely ruining my life um, be- to to the point where I, he brought me to himself and I was born again and everything changed. I hope it, 
it's obviously faster for this little girl. So Father, we pray for this little girl that is um, just rebellious and stubborn. Would you please help her to obey and bring her to a loving relationship with you that she might see the value of obedience. I also pray for the little kiddo that uses, the three-year-old that uses the F word a lot um, as I came, I'm praying for that little guy um, because they hear the F word all the time. They're just dropping it all the time and it's just frustrating to the grandparents. So pray for that little guy too, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, uh, let's see. I think I saw a call come through, 303-690-3000. Clarence, Aurora, Colorado. Clarence, welcome to the program. Uh, how you doing, my sweet friend? Hey, I'm doing great, bro. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to give praise. Uh, um, the mother of my children here recently, uh, she wasn't she wasn't walking with the Lord, but uh, within the last week, uh, when y'all had that event in the parking lot, um, yes, <laughs> the power of Holy Spirit, man, uh, man, it was so random. She gave me a call and then she got baptized. So I just wanted to give you know Jesus thanks <laughs> and praise and. Uh, and then I was going to also ask if, if if you could also just just pray for all of uh, God's children, um, because you know the, the closer you are to, to God, you know the more vicious the enemy's attacks are. And uh, that's true. You know, I, I, I'm you know once that happened, we just we just got hit with with some massive, massive, massive attacks. Um, okay. We we are standing firm, but uh, you know just uh, just some some prayers would help and. Uh, I just want to say thank you so much, uh, uh, just just for the work that God's doing through through through, through your ministry and uh, the, through your church. It's truly, truly been a blessing. And it was one of those things that I've been praying about it. Um, you know, I, I kind of uh, I don't know if it was the spirit of Jezebel or, or what. You know, but we ended up having children together, and uh, you know, God God vindicated it in the end and uh, i'm just i'm just so overwhelmed and, and thankful and uh, i wanted to share that with you and uh if okay. you could just please just have a general prayer for all of us who's kind of going through trials right now um i know we're gonna uh, we're gonna we're gonna be all together in, in heaven it's just uh you know the enemy he can be nasty sometimes but i do appreciate so, you and uh and stay blessed let, let me let me pray for you but first i want to ask you a question Yes, sir. When you when you use the phrase "spirit of Jezebel," what exactly did you mean by that? What does that mean? Um, well, uh, I, my I myself I had been baptized before I moved down here, and okay. um, I don't know. I, in the event that I'm from Louisiana, so okay. <clears throat> um, I was going through a trial back home, and uh, I had been kicked out of my house a couple times. You know, the, the first time I got kicked out was I was 16, and it was on Thanksgiving Day. And okay. um, uh, when I had gotten back from the Navy, I kind of, I kind of backslid because I had, I had a couple of my friends passed away. One committed suicide, and the other one was murdered. Um, my my parents, um, I, I, I don't, I don't believe they're saved. And uh, okay. you know, when I was, when I, when I would lean on the Lord, I don't know, they didn't really believe it, but they just gave me the ultimatum to kind of get out. So um, okay. I used my VA loan. Oh, not my VA loan. I, I used to do my VA benefits find schools out here, and I, I got okay. into one. And um, I don't know. It was. Well, uh, let's we, fast we forward. When you say, let's yes, fast sir. forward a little bit. What when you say uh-huh. spirit of Jezebel? What do you mean by that? I, I've I've heard that uh, phrase yeah. before, but uh-huh. I I don't see it in the Bible. So what do you mean by it? Uh, I don't know. It's just a uh, spirit of lust, uh, spirit of uh, 
you know, okay. I didn't know if the inside was good, um, okay. but the, the outside was good, you know, but, um, I had prayed about, I had prayed about, you know, that, that God would send me, you know, a, a Christian woman, a woman of God. Okay. And, uh, I, I kind of was misled at the beginning, um, through time, you know, you know, I was able to minister to her and it was kind of hard, uh, but she listened and, uh, I'm just thankful for the Holy Spirit because that was, that was the beauty inside of her. It wasn't, it was, it really wasn't on the outside, even though she is beautiful on the outside. It was, it was a heart that mattered. Okay, I think, good. I think God, uh, God revealed that to herself, uh, through all of this. And, and I'm just, I'm just thankful. Sorry. Sorry. So let me, sorry, let, so let me just way. help you with that. Let me help you with yes, that. Sir. There's really no such thing as a spirit of Jezebel. Lust comes from, it comes from our flesh. And, yes, sir. and so the Bible says lust comes from our flesh and that in the spirit, we don't have to lust. But I totally get what you meant now. So thank you for explaining yes, that. Yes, sir. And I appreciate you elaborating that uh, to me as well. Let me pray for you. I appreciate it. Father, I pray for my friend as he celebrates the baptism uh, and this new commitment, but also facing some serious warfare. Um, you know, God, you, you you look at us and you have uh, you have compassion on us. You have pity on us because you know we're just dust. Uh, we ca- we are incapable or incapable of really um, doing anything apart from you. And so I pray, God, that you would strengthen my brother and strengthen this relationship, strengthen the. What what still remains, um, you know, what still remains in in this relationship, and let it be um, let it be to him and to them the beauty of a deeper abiding relationship with you in Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you so much, brother, Ed, and uh, stay blessed, man. Thanks, man. Yes, See sir. you later. Bye, bye. All right, uh, 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, taking your calls and your questions. Let's see what we got here. Uh, let's see, what do we have? We have Bianca. Bianca, I had something on my mind, but I forgot now, so I'll have to hopefully <laughs> remember. Bianca is our friend. She lives in downtown Aurora, Colorado somewhere. Bianca, welcome to the program. Hi, how are you doing? You know, I'm doing okay today. I'm a little tired um, physically, but I'm doing well, and I was able to accomplish a lot for the glory of God today. That's great. I just have a question. It's not anything I've been going through, but maybe someone else might be going through, but okay, it's about conflict resolution i know the bible says to go to the person alone and and to talk to them if they offended you but i'm just curious what if the person you're you have a problem with is either in another state or another country and obviously phone calls and emails won't do the thing if the Bible says to go to them alone. So what would you do if the person you you had a, an issue with was either in another state or another country? Well, <clears throat> the best scenario, and we're always going to shoot for the absolute best, 
the best scenario for a for a situation like this is face to face. That's what Jesus said. Jesus yeah. said that we're to go to them face to face. When and I believe the I believe the the teaching of Jesus is when that we that's implied. It doesn't say it in the text, but I believe it's implied that you go that's that you you go face to face if at all possible. If that's not possible, you have a conversation with them. Phone <laughs> voice is better is the best. Yeah. Um, you can use email and you can use texting, but it really doesn't it the best scenario after face to face I believe is phone call. And uh, at least a phone call, you can hear the other person's voice, you can hear the tone of the voice. Uh, and if you can't be there in person, then I think phone call is the next best thing. I, I don't advocate taking care of things by text message uh, no. or email. Like for for instance, I had a situation recently where somebody called, somebody texted me and <laughs> said that they're they're ready to talk or they're ready to resolve something. And I actually had two people do that recently. Uh, and I both of them, I said, well, let's talk because they're not. Um, well, one I can one I requested that we sit down because he lives in town here. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one I requested, let's talk because he doesn't live in Colorado anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I had a conversation with him uh, and it went really well and uh, we're moving on. Uh, and the other person, I haven't heard back from him yet, but we need to sit down because he lives literally around the block from the church. Uh, wow. And um, we need to sit down face to face. So I think if they're not available to you, Bianca, call them. <laughs> yeah, that really helps. Like I said, it's not for me because I don't have any issues with anyone, but okay. just for the sake of anyone who might be wondering, because I'm sure, sure there might be someone that really has that issue. Okay. But thanks for clearing that up. You are welcome. Bye. Bye bye. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand is the number taking your calls and your questions. Three oh three six nine zero three thousand. Waiting for you to call, wanting you to call, being encouraged in the things of the Lord together. That's the best thing about this show. That's why we do it. We all get to be encouraged, whether it's our call, your call, we all get to be encouraged. So let's go on to John. Uh, Let's see, John, line three, in Aurora, Colorado. John, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Pastor. Uh, Question for you. Um, I've been going through some stuff with uh, okay. trying to make a decision All right. on, you know, I have a job opportunity, uh, or rather my company moving me to uh, another state. And we've been praying about it, my wife and I, for the longest time, uh, trying to get an answer. And it just seems like, you know, there's no answer. But what we are getting is... Um, you know, seemingly, like, you know, you see things about Florida everywhere. You know, um, that's that's the state. And uh, whereas you didn't before, you know. Okay. And, and or you'll be in a store, like, in a brief moment and, you know, grabbing something and you hear somebody mention Florida, you know. Right. Or mm-hmm. you're, 
you know, like today, I was sitting there uh, on my computer at the, the dealership getting my car, the oil changed. And somebody just starts talking. They say Florida, you know. And, uh, but I have to say, the only thing that might have been got was when um, I had this fear rise up in me that, you know, my company's moving me there and, you know, I'm, uh, I might be uh, getting a bonus and, and all this and, and that I'm going to be kind of trapped for two years, you know, with, with my boss, you know, and, and I'm like, well, you know, and then what was, what was interesting is one day uh, I was listening to Grace FM and um, essentially a message that was that said exactly that said, are you, do you feel like you're, you know, chained to your boss and all of this and can't leave the company or you're something else and, uh, you know, don't see it as that. You know, he's talking talk about Paul chained to the Roman soldier and, and prison. And he's like, don't see it as that. See it as you're chained to Christ and that um, God has you there for a purpose to be a witness to your boss, you know? And so that was interesting. Um, but other than that, we haven't gotten anything. Then I have another opportunity, uh, and this is me, and, and my, you know, this is what I'm wanting, um, but that's to go to uh, Texas because I can get my master's and go into uh, information systems management, and but I can get my master's for free through the Hazelwood Act because okay. I was in the military. Free. Yeah. So, which would progress my career and and all that. And, you know, so anyway, it's just without any direction, how do I make a decision? You know, I, I mean, I fasted, I prayed, I've, you know, both my wife and I, and just no answers. And well, let's talk about this. Let's talk signs. about it. Let's go ahead and talk through some things. Um, one of the, one of the things that's making you frustrated or, not, I don't want to speak for you, but one of the things that you're really looking for is, and it, it's normal, to, you want to know absolute what you're supposed to do. Uh, and, and let's just set the, set the record straight. You won't know absolutely what to do. God will lead you to a place where you'll need to take, make a decision based on faith. And, you know, Abraham was called to go to a land that he would be shown uh, I think of Philip that was called to go down the road toward Gaza. Uh, I know that I was called to Colorado, uh, and I ended up in Aurora, but I needed to come. I needed to step out in faith. And, and so when, when, you know, some of the ways that the Bible gives us direction is, number one, is it, is it against the Word of God? Number two, are doors opening? Number three, do you have a peace about it? And literally, you want to then take that step of faith. Uh, you know, listening to you, listening to you, it sounds like the one with free masters is the one you want. So wouldn't it be from the Lord? Couldn't it be from the Lord? Doesn't it sound like the Lord to give you something you want? That your will lining up with his will, giving you something you want? But ultimately, you'll be frustrated if you want every single thing answered before you go. The way you described your scenario, number one, it's not against it's not against the Bible. Number two, it's not sinful. Thirdly, uh, it's 
it's something you can do with a worshipful heart and encouragement. It sounds like it's something you can do in uh, unity with your wife. Uh, so all that's left is for you to take a step of faith and to jump in. But what you're looking for is that absolute confirmation and that absolute like stamp of God's approval, and you're not going to get that. It's time to pray of what decision to make, but also just when to make a decision. Uh, and it sounds like, personally, the way you're talking, it sounds like you're, you've already made up your mind. You just need to do it. Would that be accurate? Uh, yes, but I'm afraid of missing. Yes, I, I, I guess I'm afraid of missing what, you know, what if I'm, I'm supposed to go to Florida? And it's more of a spiritual thing, like, granted, yeah, okay, I, I don't want to look at my flesh or, or, like, myself and be selfish and be like, yeah, in my mind, yeah, a master sounds great. And, you know, and, okay, and well, let, know, let's stop for a second. Like, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you. You ready? Yeah. Go to Florida. Uh, um, <laughs> why? <laughs> Well, you have the same feeling. Like I'm, I just wanted you to see, you have the same hesitancy. I don't know why Florida. I don't know why you're. I. I don't. I like. I'm not the Lord, so I'm going to pray for you. But I don't know why you're so hesitant. Just make the decision, and you'll find out when you get there. Right. So you're saying there's That's no really, wrong decision. Correct. That's exactly what I'm saying. Hmm. That's there exactly such thing what as I'm saying. God's will, though. But you're abiding in Christ. You are that is. Let's say you went to Florida and it was a massive failure. Let's just say it was completely a massive failure. You don't think that's the will of God? Yes. Yeah, it could be, couldn't it? I mean, God can use that. And you took a step of faith, believing that was from the Lord. You you did it out of obedience. You like you weren't in sin. You know, when you think of missing the will of God, think of it in terms of sinning and rebelling and being stubborn and resistant and fleshly and carnal. But here you're not in that position. It doesn't sound like you're in a you're in the exact opposite position. You're in such a great position that no matter what decision you make, you're going to find out the will of God for your life. Right. So, for example, again, I can speak from experience, and I can think biblically too, but when we were first called to Colorado, we thought it was Pueblo. That's what we thought. We took a trip there. We took a, actually a couple trips there, uh, was all ready to move there, rent a house there, plant the church there, and through a series of events in Pueblo, the Lord slammed that door on us, and we went back to California. And it was devastating and crushing <laughs> And I was discouraged, and you could go on and on. It was the most one of the most devastating times up to the time up to the point where I lost my son and all the the drama that we endured in the hospital with him in the coma, all of that up to that point, this was the worst part of my life, Pueblo. And we went back to California and said, "Well, Lord, I guess we made a mistake, and it was wrong and 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 actually, we didn't make a mistake, and it wasn't wrong. He didn't want us in Pueblo, but he wanted me to experience all those feelings. He wanted to break me. He wanted to crush me because it was the, it, you know, if I look back now, we don't see it going forward, but I can look back now. Aurora was where I needed to be. That's where God wanted me. Um, yeah. But I needed to get crushed in Pueblo first. So, you know, could I, do I wish I didn't have to do that? Of course. I wish I didn't have to be crushed, but that was God's will for my life. And, and he, he, you know, I believe when you're abiding in Christ, God will not allow you to miss his will. 
Because he's yeah, the one who pretty... can close doors. No yes. one can close and open doors. No one can open. He'll move you if you listen to him. Like So if you go to Florida and it doesn't work out, all you need to do is pack up and move again. It's not that big a deal. Right. Now, don't don't misunderstand me. I said it that way on purpose. I realize it's one of the biggest things you're ever doing. I know the feelings. I'm not in any way trying to minimize that part of it. It is a big deal. But in the scheme of what God's doing in your life, man, it's another step of faith. Gotcha. Right on. Uh, here's um, let me give you five things um, that come from a, a man by the name of R. A. Tory of how we um, how we discern the Lord's will. Number one, uh, we ask for God's wisdom because we want to know how. Number two, we ask for God to guide us. Number three, we really want and desire to know God's way, which you already have. We uh, we also fourthly expect that God's going to give us decision. And then finally, we take the step of faith that we believe God's leading us in. And, you know, it's, th- those are all simple things. They all make sense. The problem that you're facing right now is you, God has brought you to a place of decision. So just make it. Be in unity with your wife. I mean, I think that that's a big deal. Part of the closed door for Pueblo was my wife. Um, God used her in my life to see things and feel things that I didn't see or feel. And God used her to close the door. It wasn't just her. You know, it wasn't just her, but it was, she was a big part of it because through we're one. She and I are one, and we needed to be in agreement in order to move there. You know, we never did end up moving there, um, but my heart was already there. Right. Hmm. Well, you nailed it. You're not going to make a mistake seeking to obey God. He's going to bless you. Uh, it may be painful. It may be hard. You you might fall on your face. It, Yes, of course, but it's worse to stay here and be disobedient. That's the worst thing you could do. Right. Gotcha. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. Let me pray for you. Yes, sir. Lord, I do know that um, that my brother has a big decision placed upon him, and I just pray you'd encourage him and strengthen him to make the decision. And I'm thankful uh, that he has two really good decisions. Uh, the fruit of his abiding relationship with you and and how quick he was to discern that seeking to obey you, he isn't going to make a bad decision. And where you lead him and what happens when you get there uh, is all part of your plan. And you can take all things and work them together for good. So I pray for John, Lord, that you'd increase his faith as he surrenders and submits to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We're coming up on the end of the show today, uh, but I want to see if I can grab one more call. And I'm going to see on the call screen, it's Princess. She's calling in Littleton, Colorado. Princess, we've got just a couple of minutes, like two minutes. What can I do for you? Oh, you must have dropped. I'm sorry. Um... Uh, this is probably a little more of a call than a couple minutes anyway, so let's uh, wait for you to call back. Uh, Laura, Denver, Colorado. Laura, you still with us? Yes, I am. How are you, Pastor okay. Ed? Great, Laura. You you get the two minutes. What can I do for you? I am just calling for a prayer request. I am an educator at uh, Denver Public School, and okay. unfortunately, a student was arrested with a gun at our school. Nobody was hurt, okay. but I okay, just really need prayer for students. That's very scary. 
and the educators, please. Father, I pray for our sister Laura, who has troubled and hurt over this student bringing a gun to school. It's a very scary situation, Lord, and I pray for your... First of all, I thank you for protecting and letting it be found out. I'm thankful for nobody getting hurt. But at the same time, many people do get hurt. They get traumatized by another gun on a, on a property. They, there's this level of nervousness and anxiety that rises up. And so I pray your continual protection. It sounds to me Laura has a deep heart for her fellow co-workers, for the precious kids in the school. I mean, obviously she does. Uh, otherwise, she, she wouldn't be a teacher, uh, a teacher surrendered to you. And, and so, God, we, we are just, we throw our hands up of the upside down craziness of our world. And we ask for your mercy. Would you please be merciful to us? And I thank you for this gun being found and nobody being injured and you demonstrating your mercy once more. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, thank you, Pastor Ed. I greatly appreciate your prayers. Okay, Laura, thank you. Bye-bye. Take Bye-bye. You know, I know around the country uh, there is a heightened level of anxiety in schools, and, and I know that there's a heightened level of anxiety here in Colorado with the STEM school with Columbine, with the theater shooting that was just up the street from our, from our church. Um, God, we, we, we just ask for the mercy of God. We ask, uh, we, you know, the shootings at New Life. Uh, we can go on and on. It's, it's becoming so commonplace. We can't forget those. It's easy to forget, but we can't forget those that survive, all dealing with PTSD, uh, real, real anxiety. Um, and, and, you know, don't, please don't be critical can I ask you, please stop being critical of those that are worried and fearful and anxious, like, oh, they shouldn't be. Man, th- listen, the Bible, the Bible predicts that this is going to be part of the human condition for Christians. Be anxious for nothing. Instead of let- being critical, let's come alongside and encourage and help and love. Jesus said they'll know where his disciples borrow love for one another. See you this week, and we're back in the book of Hebrews. So thankful that I could be a part of your life. CalvaryCO.church. CalvaryCO.church. Look us up. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.